Welcome to the System Hub Podcast. Hola. Konnichiwa. Guten Tag. Where we interview world-class experts. You have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. I was fanatical in my 20s. If you could find a way to produce a business that works without you, your life would change like that. Extracting, organizing, and optimizing their best systems and processes for rapid business growth. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Business Systems Summit. And in this session, we're going to be chatting with Troy Dean. He's an online marketing expert. He's a speaker, coach, consultant, podcaster, and he basically helps business owners and entrepreneurs market themselves better online. He's also a professional voiceover artist. I know we're streaming into Troy's Facebook group right now, so they already know who he is, but he's done professional voiceover gigs for Ford, Telstra, and Dead Hungry Jacks. And a little bit of trivia, if you didn't know, he sang the Cabri jingle, Wouldn't It Be Nice if the world was made of Cabri. Um, he runs a couple of different communities, the WP Elevation community, also the Rockstar Empires community. He's a great friend, and we also share a studio together. I couldn't get my Wi-Fi working down in the studio, but a lot of the other sessions you'll actually see me recording from the Rockstar Empires studio. And uh, Troy insisted that we record this audio separately. He's a little bit of an audio princess and wanted to make sure it sounded just right. So I've popped into one of the other rooms as well. So it's with great pleasure that I get to welcome Troy Dean to the Business Systems Summit. Thanks for having me, Dave. Glad to be here. Good to be a part of it. my, My pleasure. And your session, your original session is what pretty much spawned the whole idea of this business system summit because I started off thinking, right, I'm going to do a podcast where I identify, you know, different experts in their field, get them to share a process or a procedure that works inside their business. I thought I was going to do it through podcast format and you were the first episode and also the same, that episode has now been shared with everybody who registers for the business system summit as a sample of a really well documented system or process because we documented the way that you do your podcasting process. So a little bit of a, a backstory there. And um, I know in this session, we're going to drive into something a little bit different. I know for your community, the WP Elevation community, you teach people, WordPress consultants, how to be better WordPress consultants. And part of that is winning gigs and getting deals. So you have a great process and a template for the way that you write proposals. And you're going to walk us through that. I don't know if there's anything you want to sort of by way of introduction mention, or we can drive, dive straight into the process. I think we just dive straight in. I mean, one of the things about proposals that I've learned over the years is that the main reason proposals don't get accepted is because the client doesn't understand what it is you're proposing, doesn't understand what they're investing in and has just sees it as a sunk cost, doesn't really understand how they're going to get a return on this investment. So I've been writing proposals for about 10 years now, started off doing a horrible job, writing big, long documents in Word and then, you know, spending hours in InDesign, making beautiful PDFs. And then we found this piece of software called Slide Rocket which I don't even know if it still exists, but we would send a slide deck, a proposal as a slide deck, and we would measure. It could give you analytics and show what people were looking at. And uh, surprise, surprise, everyone was going straight to the pricing slide and spending all their time there and not reading the rest of it. And that, that was very frustrating. So I started to systematically work out what made a good proposal and just thought about it from the client's point of view and put myself in their seat and said, okay, well, if I received a proposal from you, Dave, for helping me write processes or make video or do SEO stuff, what would I be looking for in that proposal? And over the years, we've 
uh, customised and tweaked this proposal template so that now we can write proposals in about 45 minutes and have a pretty good strike rate. And this proposal template has been downloaded over 5,000 times in the predominantly in the web design industry. But I think it's appropriate for any kind of service provider or consultant who is selling an intangible product, i.e. a service. So it's great for coaches, marketing consultants, you know, SEOs, social media services, Facebook ads, if you're in the PPC industry, any of those kind of soft products or kind of intangible services. I think this is a really good format for that. And the most rewarding part of sharing this kind of stuff online is to see the success that other people have with this proposal template. So it's gone on and to have uh, kind of have a life of its own. So yeah. This is the what we call the WP Elevation Proposal Blueprint. As I said, it's applicable to any kind of creative industry or anyone selling a service. And uh, I'll walk you through the nine sections. So there's a couple of parts to this proposal process. There's, there's one, what to include in the proposal and why. And then two, how you can make this a template and a process that you can then follow so that you can repeat this. And ultimately, you can train other people in the organization to fill in a proposal. So if you're looking to scale your business, which is what systems are all about, helping you scale and build leverage into your business so that you can step away and either do more high-level activities in the business like business development or look at you know setting up an acquisition or you just want to spend some more time with your family and you want to, the business to support your lifestyle, systems is what will allow you to do that by training other people to get a predictable and a repeatable outcome. So the, the parts of the proposal blueprint, it starts, and I'm going to walk you through each of these in detail, but I just want to give you a high-level overview to begin with. We start with the snapshot which just basically is an introduction as to what the proposal is about. Then we go into the business needs, why we're proposing this for the business and what the business needs. Then the audience needs, which is one area that most people forget to talk about is your client's target audience and what they actually need and how they're going to benefit from this new service or this new proposal. Then your solution, how you plan to solve this problem or help your client achieve their objectives. The timeline that we're expected to work together the investment, not the pricing, not the cost, not the fee structure, the investment. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. The FAQs, which was a game changer when we installed this in the proposal. And I'll walk you through why that's so important. Next steps, again, one of the reasons big proposals don't get accepted is because people actually don't know what they're supposed to do next. This is great. This is a lovely PDF document I can share around <laughs> the office. Not really sure what to do with it, but it's sitting on the shelf over there looking beautiful. And then the mutual agreement, which is Previously known as terms and conditions, I don't like that approach. So we call it the mutual agreement because most creative services are a collaborative approach. And so I want to know that the client understands what their responsibilities and what my expectations are, just as they want me to live up to their expectations and they want me to own my responsibilities. It's a two-way street. So they're the nine core sections of the proposal. Now, what I'd like to do is walk you through how to fill each of those sections in, and I'm just going to flick them over here into pages. So this is a pages document that we have. I'll talk to you a little bit more about software in a moment. There's a couple of tools that you can use to make this even quicker, but hey, if you're lean and you want to just quick and dirty approach, uh, just fire up a Word document or a pages document. Basically, wherever you see three X's or something in brackets, you need to replace it. And so this is my template here and it, I would, here I would just put client name, right? So, you know, here I'm going to put 
system hub website proposal. So I am now pitching you, Dave, to rebuild your website. And it is prepared for DJ and it's prepared by TD. All makes sense, pretty straightforward. Now the snapshot, I'm not going to fill all this in, but the snapshot here I would just say System Hub is a software as a service company. Uh, System Hub has operated a website for some years with advancing technology and the rise of social media. System Hub needs to redesign their website to align with the goals of the business and the target audience. Now, feel free to take this and tweak it and make it your own, but here's an idea. Instead of spending 15 minutes trying to write a snapshot, you can literally just swipe and deploy this and copy and paste it, okay? System Hub needs a website that functions as a powerful marketing and communications tool to attract new clients, position itself as a thought leader in the industry and provide credibility to potential joint venture partners. They're the main reasons we know that clients that approach us need a website. They might not know this at this time, but we know they're the main reasons that people need new websites. Uh, System Hummer has approached us here. In this case, I'll make up a name called Revolver Digital. System Hub has approached Revolver Digital to design and develop a new website. This is key because this sets the tone that, hey, you called us, you have asked us for help. And so this is why we're giving you this proposal. This is just a kind of call this an executive summary, just a really simple way of saying, right, this is what we're talking about. And and this is uh, why you've got this proposal. Then we would just go into the business needs. And if you've done a good job with your initial client meeting, which is a whole other conversation, but if you've done a good job with your first client meeting, you should know specifically what your client needs to achieve through their new website. And so if I was doing this with System Hub, I'm just going to make something up on the fly here. I would say specifically, the new website needs to fulfill the following business needs. Attract new leads to the System Hub software. It needs to position System Hub as a thought leader in the business system space. It needs to attract potential JV partnerships with other software companies like Asana and Slack, for example. And it also needs to streamline the sales process to improve the sale of System Hub without relying on a lot of customer support staff. Because one thing we do know is that if you can do business online and allow your customers to help themselves, you reduce your admin costs because you're not having to spend so much time on the phone. So they might be Mm. three or four main reasons that you have told me you need a new website. So I just fill in the blanks here based on what the client has told me, right? And then this is standard. Also required is a content management system that will allow System Hub to easily manage content on the site and reduce administration costs. Now I go into your target audience. And this is one of those areas that most consultants don't consider. And so if you can... If, if I can illustrate to you that I care about your target audience and that I want your target audience to have a great experience on your website, I'm instantly elevating myself above the pack, if you like. I'm instantly positioning myself as a business consultant, not just a web developer. Again, you can do this if you're a PPC agent, if you run social media campaigns, if you're a graphic designer, if you're a bloody wedding photographer. You can use this, think creatively how you can use this in your particular niche. So in this case, I might say, and again, if you've done the work with the client, you'll know the target audience for the System Hub website is defined as tech-savvy business owners who want to improve leverage and scale their business without crippling the team, right? And they're actively looking for a software solution. Here, I articulate to my potential client, in this case, you, I tell you who, you're, who we've agreed your target audience is. This is really important because this shows you straight away that I've been listening during our meetings and that I really understand your business. The new website needs to assist the target audience do the following. Easily activate a trial of the software so that they can see how it benefits their business. 
It needs to answer all of their objections and all of their questions without them having to wait for support staff to get back to them. It needs to promise them that we will instantly install some complementary business processes in their trial account if they sign up. And it needs to uh, let them know that there's a no-risk 30-day trial and that even when they do sign up, if they you know, decide they don't like it, they can cancel any time, whatever. Whatever we think your target audience needs to know in order to make the purchase. That's what the new website needs to assist the target audience and do the following. And maybe compare and contrast System Hub with the other applications on the market so that they can do a fair comparison of which tool is right for them. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the System Hub website should be, used, should be a useful resource for existing clients, potential new clients, and potential new partners. And at this stage of the game, my prospect who is reading this proposal should be nodding and saying, yes, this is exactly why we need a new website, and this is what me and my business partner have been talking about, and this is what that meeting last week was about, and this is why we are going to invest you know, 20 or 30 or 40 grand in this project or whatever it is. So your, your, whoever your client is at this stage of the proposal they should be nodding in a grant. I kind of feel like I need a new website now. You articulated <laughs> that incredibly well on the fly. <laughs> and I am. This is, this is on the fly, by the way. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but the, this solution is where you get to flex your creative muscle, right? So, the, again, this is standard. I would say here we recommend the development of a completely new website, blah, 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 to convey the value that System Hub adds to its members. The new website will be designed to, and this is the key point here, instead of what typically happens is we talk about what we do. So if we're a social media manager, we talk about the new social media campaign will be designed to increase likes on the Facebook page and, you know, increase our Twitter following and increase our Instagram shares and blah, 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 blah. No one really cares because as a business owner, I don't understand what that actually means. I don't understand why you're going to schedule four posts on my Facebook page and have them automated in Sprout Social or, you know, Hootsuite. I have no idea what that means and I have no idea what the benefit of that is. I understand that that's what you're going to do, but I'm not sure how that benefits me at all. So what we do here is we, first of all, we write down all of the things that we're going to do on that website. So we might say, okay, it's going to be built on WordPress. We're going to have a blog so they can generate, so they can, you know, produce good, helpful content. And we're going to have, use Optin Monster to, you know, collect leads into Active Campaign. And we're going to use something like ConvertFlow to map out the, the flow of call to actions through the website so that when someone signs up for a free report, the next call to action they see is to, you know, take the software for a trial. They're all the features that we're going to probably put on the website. And then what we do is we take each of those features and we just rewrite it into a benefit. So for example, the benefit of a blog, there's no point saying, you know, we're going to install a blogging platform so that you can produce lots of content because the business owner says, well, that's great. That sounds like work. Why would we want to do that? The benefit of having a blog is we say the new website will be designed to attract fresh customers and leads to your website from search engine, from improved search engine visibility right? Who doesn't want that? Talk to any business owner and say, hey, if I could get you more leads from Google, are you interested? Absolutely. And what if I could do it without you spending money on AdWords? Absolutely. And what if I could do it that meant you could continue to collect leads from Google over the next five years? I'm definitely interested. Sweet. Well, that's why we're going to build you a blog, okay? So don't lead the conversation with the feature, lead the conversation with the benefit. And you just rinse and repeat. For every main benefit here, you articulate these benefits and ideally these benefits should be aimed to solve these business needs and these target audience needs, okay? So this is setting up the why and this is the what. 
articulated in a way that it makes sense to the business owner and that they're nodding and they're like, yes, I want more traffic from Google. I want more leads to sign up for our free reports. I want more people to activate a trial of the software. I want more of those people to convert from a trial into a paid account. So one thing you might do is you might coach them through adding something like intercom to your website so that when people sign up for a free trial, you can coach them through activating a paid account. But I'm not going to, in the, the proposal, I'm not going to say, we'll spend, you know, three days training you how to use Intercom and having all these great customer support responses in Intercom. They're going to say, what the hell is Intercom? I have no idea what you're talking about. And say, so we're going to help you transition more of your free uh, customers into a paid account. I'm all ears. And at this stage, I don't really care how you're going to do that. I just want the outcome. So this is, I just fill this in based on the benefits and then this is standard, you know, additionally, there's this, these kind of cool behind the scenes features that are baked into every website that we build. Again, if you're running PPC campaigns, for example, you might say, you know, weekly reports so that you can see exactly where your money is being spent. And then just a little disclaimer here, you know, web hosting services are provided on a monthly or annual basis you know, by our preferred hosting partner or your existing hosting company because we don't actually host. Now, this is kind of what we call the project essentials. This is really the essentials of what needs to get this up and about. And then what we do is we just articulate some further considerations. So this is a way of saying, in addition, this is something you might want to consider that we think will help improve the success of this project. Now, in our case, it's basically... There's no point putting up a website and then forgetting about it. It's a waste of time. You need to add content to that website on a regular basis. And that means that there's work involved and we can help you with that. We can actually help you roll out a content strategy and we can help you manage the website on an ongoing basis. We have these website care plans in place that are a monthly commitment and this is what you get for it. And I just put a link here to our website care plans page on the website. But what I want to do is I want to start the conversation here that, hey, this is not a transactional relationship. We build a website and we launch it for you. That's not where it ends. In fact, that's actually where the relationship and the work begins. Because if, as I said, if you just launch the website and forget about it, you know, nothing's going to change. So this is a little bit of seeding here that there's more work and there's more of a relationship coming up. We then just articulate how long we think this is going to take. You know, whatever your process is, you should have a process, your kind of workflow process mapped out and how long things take. We just, you know, offer here four weeks for discovery, three weeks for design, four weeks for development and a week for testing. And then our investment. This is what the project essentials are. So everything really to, this is like bare minimum. And then our project options are what we talked about in the further considerations. So these are things that if someone, the reason we do this is because if someone comes back and says, well, you know, I don't really, even though at this stage of the game, they know what our pricing is. One thing we do is we don't ever write a proposal to someone unless they know kind of what budget band we fall in. So I'm not going to write a proposal to someone unless they know that our projects are typically between 15 and 40K because I'm wasting everyone's time. But I don't want a client, if a client comes back and says, well, you know, look, we've thought about this and we've really only got seven grand to spend or six grand to spend. Instead of doing what most freelancers do or most consultants do is say, okay, let me see what I can do which basically means there's a lot of fat in the project and you're ripping them off in the first place. What I do is say, okay, let's talk about what's essential and what's not. If you need to squeeze that budget down, let's look at what we can take out. And if you read through what my project options are, you'd be a fool to take them out. Right? I don't know why you would want to do any of this and not do this. It's like, if you're a wedding photographer, it would be like me coming out on the day and giving you an amazing experience and then showing you a proof sheet. I can just show you a proof sheet. 
or I can deliver this beautiful album to you with all of the photos laid out in chronological order so that you've got a really beautiful story of your wedding day. And that's going to be an extra $1,200 or whatever the price is. Well, who wouldn't want that? I mean, you'd be an idiot not to, right? But I put this in here. I itemize these out as, as optionals because a lot of clients, they just want to come back and negotiate because that's the culture and that's what they're used to. And they're like, well, they're going to try and squeeze you down. Then immediately after the pricing or the investment section, I have this section called frequently asked questions and frequently asked questions are just objections. They are every reason that a client won't purchase. They're every reason I know, every question I know that a client's going to have that will stop them from making a decision. And what I do is I couch these objections in a section called frequently asked questions. And they are frequently asked questions, but they're also reasons people won't buy. So in our case, one of them is why do you use WordPress? A lot of people have kind of misunderstandings of why we use a particular tool that we use. Where is the website hosted? Who do I call if something goes wrong? What happens after the website is launched? How long will it take to appear at the top of Google? These are the typical questions, you know, I'm not going to buy a website from you unless you can guarantee that it's going to be on page one of Google in 24 hours. Well, we just answer that question here. How will I know if anyone's visiting my website? What happens if I want to add some features to the website while you're building it? Affectionately called scope creep. We deal with that issue right there. And every time we come across a common objection, we add it to our FAQ section. And when we build our proposals, we can very easily drag and drop frequently asked questions in and out of the proposal depending on the client. So if they're an e-commerce client or they're a courseware client or they have a learning management system, we can add FAQs into the proposal based on that particular project. And we just have them in our library of FAQs that we can drag and drop in. This has been a game changer because what we've learned about purchasing decisions over the years is that 90% of the decision is made on an emotional level. So if someone meets you, Dave, and I, I know we've known each other long enough now, I can say this, that you present very well in person. If you sit with a client, you talk to them for half an hour, they've made a decision. They're like, yep, I want to do this authority content thing with Dave because he knows what he's talking about. It's an investment. It's going to cost them money. Mm -hmm. So the last 10% of that decision, which is actually what's required to get them to say yes and to, to make the investment of the money, that last 10% is typically what takes the longest for them to make that decision. And that's because it's the rational brain having to justify getting the credit card out, right? So our job as marketers and as entrepreneurs is to help our customer make that decision. And the way we do that is to answer every rational question they have. At this stage, they've already made an emotional decision. We just need to help them justify it to their, their brain. And that's what FAQs and overcoming objections is all about. Then I just very simply have next steps. I'll show you in a moment the, the tool that we use to produce our proposals has a button on it that they can push accept. They can also leave some comments. And if they leave any comments and want any changes, then that may affect the fee. And then we have an initial payment of 50% of the total project to kick things off. So I literally tell them what they need to do in order to accept the proposal. And then we have our mutual agreement, which I'm not going to bore you with, but I will say this, the mutual agreement outlines what's in and what's out, what our responsibilities are, what their responsibilities are, and what our expectations are. And this is a variation of the original contract killer by my good friend, Andy Clark, who runs a, an agency in the UK called Stuff and Nonsense. He wrote a web design contract and he open sourced it and anyone is freely available to go and use it. So if you want to have a look at that, just go on Google Contract Killer by Andy Clark and you can use his open source contract. It's specifically designed for web designers. And the best advice I got from a lawyer once is if you are earning more money than you care to lose, then it is better that you have your mutual agreement or your T's and C's looked at by a lawyer so that you are protected.
And that is the proposal blueprint in a nutshell. Now, I just want to show you two websites that you can use in order to make this a really efficient process. The one that we use and the one that I've been using for years is called BidSketch. It produces beautiful proposals. You just load up your proposal template in BidSketch, drag and drop it around into the right order and send it out to your client and they can click a button and uh, say yes or no or leave any comments and it's a really uh, effective uh, tool. And the other one that we've just started using recently is a tool called betterproposals.io, I think is the the uh, URL there. Very similar to uh, BidSketch, kind of does the same job, just a slightly different interface and a slightly different uh, approach. But again, the tool is not much chop if you haven't got a template that you can put into it. And so this is the template and the template coupled with the tool and based on the original blueprint is the system. So the system consists mm. of the theory, which is the blueprint, the kind of the, the meat on the bones, which is the actual template, and then a bit of internet technology, a tool like Bid Schedule Better Proposals to help you do it quickly and leverage it. And if you follow this framework, you can teach someone how to write proposals, you can teach someone how to take a good client meeting, or you can take a meeting yourself, you can hand off a transcription of that meeting to someone else in the sales department, and you can teach them how to write proposals. And that is how you would scale your proposal writing um, part of your business. I, I love this for a few reasons. One, oftentimes proposals, it's really easy for the consultant to have a chat with the client, get everybody all excited. Okay, now I'm going to send you through a proposal by the end of the week. And then it's always one of those things that's in the back of your head that's important, but sometimes not seemingly urgent. So, you know, the weekend comes, you roll around to early next week, you still haven't done it. Before you know it, it's two or three weeks out before it's actually done. Um, and it's, it's critical when looking to scale sales and business that you need to be getting these proposals out, particularly depending on whatever the product or service is that you're selling, but consistently. And you want to do it professionally and with a system to the point at which a day, probably not more than a day goes by after the, hey, I'm going to send you a proposal that you send it. Because the, the quicker you do that, it will also increase the odds of you closing the business because it kind of shows that you're prompt, professional, you stick to your word and it's having that first foot forward. So we did something very similar as far as modeling uh, Troy's process here because we do sell WordPress websites, but we also do SEO and some of the other things as well. So regardless of what industry you're in, take this proposal template, you use the components that are relevant to you, rewrite the other bits. You've still got the core components, get it into some sort of document. We actually ended up doing it in just a PDF document where we lock off certain pages and they're the designy ones that look really nice. Mm -hmm. And then we have a couple of pages which are done in Word and they're the ones that we change. That way we can change it, PDF it and drag the images in. That way a very non-technical person without having any graphic design skills can do it. But obviously the alternative would be to use um, some different tools like Troy mentioned as well. So yeah, I, I think this is a, a hugely valuable session, Troy. I know you, you teach WordPress consultants how to do this and how to run better businesses, more systems run. I know we're actually working with quite a few people in your community to 
systemize out the other areas of their business as well. If mm. people want to find out more about what you do and, and WP Elevation, where's the best place for them to head? WPElevation.com. If you're in the web design space and you're running a business as a web designer, WPElevation.com is the place to go. If you want to learn about how to use the internet and web-based technology to improve and scale and leverage your business, then definitely Rockstar Empires is the place to go. And in fact, the Rockstar Empires Facebook group is a free group. Uh, there's about almost 3,000 entrepreneurs in that group. And the best place to find that is rockstarempires.com slash Facebook, which will take you to that Facebook group. Uh, and you can always hit me up on Twitter at Troy Dean. Perfect. Um, I thought just in the final bit for anyone who's tuning in now, this is actually part of a, a summit we're running, the Business Systems Summit. We'll make sure we put a link. Uh, Troy is one of about 40 different speakers who are sharing best practice processes, procedures and checklists from all the different departments in business, from sales, marketing, HR, finance, management. It's a free conference to attend. Um, again, you'll find it at businesssystemsummit.com. You can register, join in the sessions, take a little bit of a look. There's also the option there as well. If you wanted to upgrade to an access all pass, you'll get lifetime access to these recordings and my team at System Hub, which uh, Troy kindly wrote the proposal for to rebuild our website in this session. But the team at System Hub will be going through and documenting all of the session speakers into standard operating procedures that you can use. So, so excited to have Troy as part of this. I know uh, he sometimes talks about me influencing him with systems, but I think he influences me just as much. It's, it's great to see what he's done with his business runs a very tight, systemized uh, business and it's the foundation of building a really, really strong business. And I think Troy's a great example of that. So Troy, yeah, thank you very much for your time and transparency and, and sharing that proposal that I know you use and, and get great results for. So I know it's going to help a lot of people. You've just been listening to the System Hub Podcast. Remember, we've documented this system for you so you can literally swipe and deploy it within your business. Head to www.systemhub.com forward slash podcast to download it now.